tech ain't all it's cracked up to be. And I say this as someone who literally has spent the past 13 years working in tech industry. My first job out of college, like real, real making some substantial amount of money for that time job was at a ad network, so an advertising network. And my responsibilities were focused around sales planning, making it easier for the sales people to convince big advertisers from different business verticals that they should spend their advertising budgets with our ad network because of XYZ features or XYZ capabilities or XYZ cost per impressions and cost per clicks. And it all seemed really exciting and interesting. I had just graduated with my second master's degree from the University of London when I fully moved to San Francisco, the Bay Area, to work with another startup, but in the tech space, ad tech space particularly. But I've been in it since my undergraduate degree ended. I was working in ad sales and not as a salesperson, but again, as a sales planner. And so having gone from that initial entry into tech to now at this point, I've worked at Uber before, the Uber Eats brand. I've worked at MasterCard. I've worked at a number of startups that are in different industries or different verticals, we'll call them, from real estate to mental health to streaming radio to fuck all. Because at the end of the day, quiet as it's tried to be kept, most of these tech startups aren't doing anything innovative. They're not actually solving a world crisis of a problem. They're not making humanity connect with ending systemic oppression, white supremacy, homelessness, hunger, world, like, no. The startups that are doing that are the ones that you don't hear about as much because they're not as glitzy and glamorous and, oh, that's nice that you're doing that pat pat on your head type shit. But here's like a peon of investment compared to what we'll give the Ubers and the Lyfts and the whatever the fuck ass Robin Hoods of the world that are just shuffling around things that don't actually change the world. If anything, it just makes some slight inconvenience more convenient for those who have the disposable income or the privilege or access to um, enjoy those things. And Particularly why that's interesting to me as someone who has spent 13 years working in tech organizations, in marketing roles always, I'm not an engineer, I'm not a designer, I don't proverbially build something, but what I do is engage people, I get people to want to buy or use XYZ product, especially if it's a digital app or some type of digital experience. And repeatedly, like that's my area of expertise as a marketer. But the rest of it 
is things that I've had the opportunity to work cross-functionally with people on, but I'm not in the weeds of building out the products, right? With all that said, I feel that when I entered tech 13 years ago, it felt more important because it was shiny and expensive in the sense of billions of dollars are getting invested by these investment groups or hedge funds and blah, blah, blahs, or people who started something big and then they made it and have buku money to just throw at other startups. And being a part of something like that sounds stable. And it also might sound like you're going to make a lot of money, right? Now, fast forward to 2023. And even in the last year, hell, when the pandemic started three years ago, there's these massive layoffs at the big bigs of tech companies, right? Like the things of the world, the Facebooks, the Amazons, the Netflix, the Googles of the world, the Twitters of the world, like all of these places that 13 years ago when I was entering in this industry and moving through different startups that I worked at or different corporations even that I worked at. Oh, I work at Google, I work at Facebook, I work at Netflix. Like when I moved to the Bay Area after I'd finished my second master's degree, when I moved to San Francisco and I was living in Oakland, I moved to work at this uh, tech startup. The people that I came across were very elitist and very big on like, oh, I work at Google. Oh, I work at Facebook. Oh, I work at Netflix. And that never attracted me. Like I was excited about working in tech because of like the magnitude possible of engaging and interacting with millions and millions of people with this thing that you've built. That's what was interesting to me. Not, oh, I'm going to rub elbows with the who's who's and I'm so important because I work at Facebook or Google or Netflix or you name it in the Bay Area of all the tech sweethearts, right? That shit didn't appeal to me. And that's mainly connected to my character and how I identify as a human being on this planet. But to see so many Black people, especially, really embrace what I am now calling like this pursuit of whiteness, I couldn't fucking vibe with that. And I felt out of place in the sense of not trying to belong in a place with them, but out of place as like, damn, when did this become what blackness represents. Like, I'm supposed to aspire to be as white as possible in these heavily exclusively white organizations and these organizations that I already back then was hearing. This was 20, 2013, 2014, when I first dove right into working in tech as far as startups go, but not leaving behind so much as ad tech a little bit. The writing was already on the wall of the shit that came out over the years that made these spaces seem as they were sexist and racist and homophobic and misogynistic and harassment is rampant. Boys club is rampant. Things that you would sue people for is rampant in these organizations, right? It was already there. And hearing black people speak so like, elitist about how significant they are now because they have Google or Facebook or whatever attached to their identity was just like, uh, isn't this, <laughs> isn't this how white people treat <laughs> non-white people? Like, I mean, isn't that the crux of like whiteness and white supremacy to set yourself as a standard of like excellence and importance and everyone else is nothing? <laughs> With that, 
experience being present today and all of these layoffs that have happened at these big old companies that are like so important and were so important for the past 13, 20 years, right? Now, look at what you can see on LinkedIn or in articles, or if you read different, if you're part of different private Slack groups, or if you're part of a subscription base to different sub stacks, where newsletters come out all the time from different people, the way that thousands of people were just dropped like nothing. And I guarantee you, the majority of those people who weren't hired in the past three years since the pandemic and all this growth was expected, especially from digital or e-commerce or like something digital consumption based that had more audiences inside doing nothing and therefore they were needing to feed their media consumption somehow, this desire to fill a space and do something through the pandemic. So there was a boon for sure for those type of industry, those type of players in the industry. But I guarantee you that those folks who were hired in the last three years that got laid off in 2022 or or most recently in the past six months of 2023, they weren't the lifers. They weren't the folks who had just started or were in their one or two years, 10, 13 years ago when I was entering into the tech startup space as well. So I just think it's interesting, like, what now? What is, I guess, what is your identity if you tied it to, well, I work at Google. I work at Facebook. I work at Netflix. I work at Twitter. I work at X. I work at Y. I work at this. What is your identity now? Like, are these people having an identity crisis? Is their sense of value and importance depleted because they're no longer an employee at one of these tech giants? I've spent a lot of time reading content from multiple platforms, whether that's social or some type of a publication or newsletter. But when I was reading things from LinkedIn of people as the layoffs were happening, and they continue to happen every day, right? Like multiple companies have already said at the top of the year of tech giants and smaller companies that they're going to make repeated layoffs throughout 2023. But for the everyday constant feeling of like, gosh, there's another batch of people saying, well, today, I unfortunately was a part of the layoffs at blah, blah, blah. Or I was a part of the re- the reduction in staff at such and such and such. And then they go into leading with how grateful they are. It's just kind of mind boggling to me. I'm grateful to be alive and breathing air and having the capability and functions that I have available to me. I'm grateful to have my amazing, wonderful dog Montgomery in my life for the past nine years. I'm grateful to continue to unlearn and learn things that help me exist in my body as in my mind and my spirit and my soul as a black cisgender neurodiverse woman. Those are things I'm grateful for. I'm not grateful to an organization who gives me a micro microcosm of a share of profit of the millions and billions of dollars they make every fucking day every quarter every year I'm not grateful in that sense and I'm sure there'll be some people who find offense in that or like oh well that's that's easy to say or you shouldn't say that but really think about it especially for the people again who 13, 10 years ago, when I was entering to these tech space and I was getting exposed to black, white, purple, green, you name it, people who thought they were just hot shit 
and like they they were the the echelons of human beings because they worked at these tech giants and now if they stayed or hopped around to different and that tends to happen hopping around to different other tech giants well there's a hot chance that you were part of these massive layoffs if not the first round the second round the third or the fourth and then what do you have to try to politic and ass kiss and like throw other people under the bus make it super utterly competitive and not really a healthy environment to work in to try to keep yourself from being on the chopping block for the next round of layoffs there's just so much that goes through my mind about that but the grateful commentary and people who literally were saying, oh, I didn't know I was laid off yet until someone else from my team texted me or I tried to log into my email this morning and I didn't, I couldn't get in, but I'm still so grateful. No, that's not a healthy way to end a relationship. And most of these tech giants that have laid off so many people, they had very profitable 2022 revenue and 2021 as well. Like they are not hurting If anything, they could have figured out a way to maybe pivot other people into different roles or to cut costs in areas that didn't require them to lay off so many people. And I think it really, really, truly sucks, not for the people who've been there for six, seven, eight, nine, 10 years, 19. I mean, I've literally seen posts of people like, I've spent 19 years at Google. I spent 16 years at Twitter. Like, what the hell? I'm not actually going to feel any type of like, oh, that's horrible for that type of uh, subset of, of people laid off, right? Because if you've been at Google for 19 years, you definitely have gotten all of your fucking stock and RSUs and all that shit has vested. You're fully vested. So you are going to get a nice bag off of your fucking RSUs and your stock in the company now. Plus, 19 years, if you've played your political game the way that you more than likely have, because most of the time that I see that variety of years at XYZ company that's just laid people off, it's usually a white cisgender man. It's very rare that I see women or black women or trans or LGBTQ folks saying that, oh, I'm part of the layoffs that happened at Twitter or Facebook or Amazon or Netflix or whatever. And I was there for since the beginning. I was employee number 50 or I was employee number one 100. It's often cisgender white men. And I, when I'm reading theirs, I'm just like, hmm, I actually don't feel bad for you. Like, if we think about it, you probably, as a cisgender male, white male, you're probably married. So, You may have children and you have responsibilities that you want to uphold for taking care of your family. But let's be real. Your wife probably does the majority of the child rearing and household taking care of. I mean, you're more than likely holding on to some binaries there. If you do have a split share, you're very much so involved in, in the housework of keeping a family together. Your wife probably has a good job too. And if she didn't get laid off, you do still have some income. You probably own pr- multiple properties that you could either try to sell or you could rent. You more than definitely have more than one fucking vehicle that you own outright, that you're not leasing, that you don't have payments on. You have investments in other ways. Again, you have wealth that you can tap into that the person who was just hired at the same organization that laid you off after 19 years of service, right? 
The person who was hired six months ago or a year ago when these big tech companies were overinflating their fucking teams. There's literally articles out from people who said that they just sat around and did nothing all day but collecting six figure, you know, broke down paychecks, you know? Okay, you didn't actually have to do any work for that paycheck. Hopefully you were stocking up some savings or investing or trying to do something where you could multiply that money and extend your security of financial stability. But for people, this was a big new tech job for them and they've always wanted to work in tech and they finally got into tech and da 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 da. I feel bad for them. And you know who those people generally end up being? Black, indigenous, people of color, LGBTQ plus community members, folks who are neurodiverse, people who have disabilities. Like that's who's finally in the past two to three years, especially with the pandemic, but maybe even slightly before 2020, they had just started getting into tech roles. And those were the first peoples you were cutting. You did eventually cut your lifers, your 19, 16, 10, 15 years, and cishet white men. You did eventually get to them, but first you cut the folks who made up your diverse employment statistics. And that's something that had been addressed and called out and brushed under the rug or over or or dismissed with like glitzy donations here and we're we're looking through how to put funding into pipeline programs that bring more black women or black people or lgbtq plus identified or neurodiverse or or disabled folks into tech roles like that's been the fucking dialogue since 13 years ago now you just cut all of those people through these layoffs what are your diversity inclusion and equity did numbers what is that gonna look like for 2023 what is that gonna look like for 2024 granted you did get rid of quite a few white employees i'm sure too who didn't have any other identities that they claimed or felt reflected who they are I mean, outside of being a cis hetero white male, I guess there would be perhaps some religious identity that could be layered onto that. But in my case, I'm I'm not a white man. So that's already working against me. And not just work, but in society. So I can only imagine for the diverse hires that were made in the past two to three years at these tech companies. And let's not forget the medium and small size startups as well. They did their own layoffs too, right? But these big tech companies, the big tech giants, the fangs of the world, I'm sure that's going to really erode at any of your diversity, equity, inclusion efforts, which maybe you don't give a fuck. Maybe you really don't give a fuck. Which brings me to my point of the mass layoffs and shit. Like all of the people who thought they were hot shit, literally looked down at people who didn't work at Google's or didn't work at um, Amazon or Facebook or any of those darling Salesforce, you name it, LinkedIn. What now? I guarantee you 13 years ago, they didn't give a fuck about you. And clearly, if you were a part of and or will be a part of the remaining layoffs that they have planned for the rest of this year, they didn't give a fuck about you then either. And the severance, like severances can be in multiple ways. They can be for, you know, wanting to give people to be hush hush about wrongs, illegal things that could fucking like be taken to court and for suing them. The hush you up and send you away. I mean... (laughs) She, me, her has experienced that quite a few times. 
Unfortunately, that is something that can happen to you working in tech when you are a diverse candidate um, or a diverse hire, aka not a cis hetero white man. And then there are severances for, you know, the this relationship is no longer and we no longer have a role for you. We no longer have XYZ for you. We no longer are going to have that team or that part of the business is closed down. There, there might be like more legitimate, let's say, reasons for a severance agreement to take place. And that, that's fine and dandy. And so with these layoffs, I know people are getting severances, especially from these big tech companies. And I think small and medium sized startups are trying to do what they can severance wise, right? Some of them were great. I forget which company that was that did a really decent human approach to their layoffs and had a whole public letter from the CEO explaining how they came to it, taking accountability and not just saying, oh, it's the it's the economy. No, we overhired. We thought we were going to do X, Y, Z and we can't do X, Y, Z. And here's how much severance we're going to give to our teams that are being laid off. And here's what we're going to do for people who are on visas. That's not a common thing. And I think now there's been a few more tech companies that have tried to model that. But that was the first one and only one that I saw that seemed very human. But my point is the severances are requirements in these scenarios. Because otherwise you just look like a fucking dick if you fire 18,000 people and say, yeah, the paycheck for the next payroll period that you fall in based on today's termination date, that's your last paycheck. And you'll get your unused PTO. Bye and Cobra. Yeah, you you can sign up for that. Could you imagine? So of course these big billion dollar motherfucking tech companies need to give you severance. So I was really thrown off by the folks who were just very much so seeming so overly appreciative that they received a severance when that's that's the least that these fucking companies could do for you and the other thousands of people that they just laid off. With that, I think Twitter's the only really shit one that's been, I've seen the worst commentary from people about how they handled the layoffs because of EM. I'm not going to give that person the, the acknowledgement enough to be in my, my podcast. That would be, based on that person's behavior, you would expect nothing but horribleness, horrible treatment, trash, 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 trash. When someone shows you that they're trash, don't expect them to ever show up in anything but trash and that's how I feel about that but these others I hope that y'all are figuring out how best to use that severance taking the time to grieve that's the other thing that I have to say about these massive layoffs the mixture of of posts that I've seen on LinkedIn throughout all this these layoffs is that gratefulness one the over appreciativeness of getting a severance when that's literally the least that these fucking orcs can do and then three is there are quite a few people who are like oh i'm looking for my next if you know how about you grieve like grief isn't just for when someone dies in your life that you love and then you are never going to see again unless you you know believe in certain like religions and also like have a spirituality about death and when you would see your 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 transitioned loved ones again who have transcended this plane but you can have grief about anything and losing something like your job especially during the societal issues that are happening in America but not just here but globally the economy the recession. And that's not based solely on these tech companies. That's based on multiple factors. 
So you can have grief around that. You can have grief around losing something that you've known and and had a part of your life for however long you've worked there, 19 years, six months. You achieve something that you set out to get and now it's gone. And then the grief for the people who literally have made Google or Netflix or Amazon or Twitter or whatever their identity for the past however many years that they've worked there or however many months. The people who can, who made it so much of their identity that they, they happily jumped into this like elitist behavior. That's going to be a big grief for those folks because it's so wrapped up in their identity. They probably don't know who the fuck they are. That's you. All of those are valid reasons to grieve. And I find it really sad that there's a lot of lot of postings on LinkedIn when these layoffs happen and will continue to happen. Wanting to jump right back into another job. Especially if you're getting a severance, use that time to assess what the fuck you actually want, who the fuck you actually are, what you're, what you stand for, what your values and beliefs are. This is a great time to fucking reflect and reconnect with yourself if you haven't been. And mo- majority of these folks have families. I myself am not someone who has children. I'm not someone who's partnered. I just have Montgomery. And that's who I gotta worry about. But for those who do support their families and take care of their families, cousins and so forth, they have their own children, they have partners, wives, spouses, you name it. There's time for you to reset if you've received a generous, generous, quote unquote, severance. Take that time instead of trying to jump back into something immediately. For that matter, the other side of it is the comments that you'll see on LinkedIn of like, I'm willing to help those who've been laid off only if you worked at Facebook, only if you worked at Netflix, only if you worked at Amazon, only if you worked at Twitter, only if you worked at so-and-so. Do you know how fucking exclusionary and elitist you sound as well? That's some dumb shit. You might as well just hit up the people that you knew personally there who were laid off on your own private fucking channels versus putting that shit out on your public LinkedIn. You look like an elitist, exclusionary fucking asshole saying that shit because there's still hundreds and thousands of people who have not had a job since the pandemic began. A full-time job back in their desired career and their, their, their chosen profession. For the folks who are like, oh, I got, if you have something, I was just laid off, blah, 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 blah. I would really just say take the time. Because why would you want to jump right back into a new relationship or work, working with another organization and people at that organization that is a relationship, no matter how you want to, how you want to label it, it's still a relationship. Why would you want to jump back into one so quickly after having one so unexpectedly and so severely end? Like being laid off is a severe experience. Process grief first. Get your mental right. I don't see that being the bulk of the discussion around how to best process or what you should consider when processing your layoff. With that said, I think people are going to do what they want to and I would hate to be in a situation where for no reason and no no control of my own, I'm without employment. It's happened to me before. I mean, I don't talk about my last role and I've taken my time since that. That was November. I've been I've taken my time to process, to unlearn, to think, to figure out what I want to do. Do I apply for jobs? Absolutely. But I also know that 
when I'm going into these interviews, if I get them, I'm asking you some real fucking questions versus the surface level bullshit. Because I, one, I'm t- I'm getting older and I don't care for the superficial ass conversations in general. But two, I'm not going to ignore the ele- the multiple elephants in the fucking room that we're in, metaphorically speaking. And I think that's a really great segue to the fact of like, most of these big tech companies that have laid people off, they've been elite orgs or dream job locations and I want to talk about that there's no fucking elite org unless you are curing cancer curing world hunger ending white supremacy ending systemic oppression making the world just and equitable for historically excluded members of society globally you're not elite you're nine times out of ten most of these fucking tech organizations are copycats of the others and they just merge and acquire each other and keep doing the same shit. I mean, literally. Great example. Twitter is in a dumpster fire and that new CEO, I forget her name, is more than likely just a figurehead. That'll set women back, especially in regards to the many failures that'll come through her CEO tenure and how that'll be placed solely at her feet as she's the reason for it when we can literally see who and what is the reason for it. But I digress. There's no elite org because there's no elite human. And believing that whether past, present, or going in the future, that these companies are just so amazing and they're so elite and so on. I just can't get into that. And I I question whether out loud or you know, internally, people who do feel like, oh, I, I've worked at this and this. When I see someone with an, in their LinkedIn profile, X Uber, X Twitter, X blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, why is that necessary? Because if I click on your profile, I'm gonna see that you previously worked at these companies. So what is the point of putting that in your little headline? It doesn't make me find you more interesting or want to know more about your work experience. It just makes you seem like an asshole to me. And I'm not diving into it in this topic, but most of the people who work at these tech companies are quite mediocre in their capabilities and what they can deliver at work anyways. They're hired out of nepotism and cronism. Most are really not very smart at all, and they can barely function in the responsibilities they have, yet because they are cis-hetero white men or connected to so-and-so or they went to Stanford or Harvard with so-and-so, it's this assumed level of again it just all under that umbrella of white supremacy but no that's why it's just like okay so you work there what does that truly mean regardless i'm gonna need to have i'm gonna need to experience working with you to see the actual value of what you contribute period that's one area of the elite org mentality they're so elite that they laid off hundreds of thousands of people in such a short amount of time, whether you were super veteran tenured there or brand new into the org, and they're still going to pocket all the billions of dollars that they earn every year, leaving you with nothing. How's that elite? And then with the dream job mentality, I will be honest, when I first started working in full-time roles that paid really decent salary to my mind at that time, right? Because as a black woman, I'm always paid less, even when I negotiate. The dream mentality or dream job mentality, I maybe had that coming out of, I would say my bachelor's degree program and maybe my first master's degree program, but it it went away once I, 
Once I started working in tech in what, 20 tech startups in 2013, 2014, because I got to see up hand these supposedly elite echelons of echelons of people and hear the type of shit they say and witness their behavior, either because I worked with them or I, I was out at an event and saw the way they treated other people, service people, people who didn't work at the same things that they are a part of. Like, and that was just like, ew, fuck that shit. I'm not that type of person. I always say, if I were a very wealthy person, you wouldn't fucking know it unless you went digging to find out more about me. I'm not going to be out here flaunting or trying to flex on no one. I'm not going to be name dropping or company name dropping. I don't give a fuck. I want to wake up every day and feel good in my skin, feel good in my being, feel at peace in my space and go and eat the breakfast I want to eat and have no issue having a full meal that morning. I want to be able to say, hmm, I feel like going to an island and just chilling with my dog. That's what the fuck I'm going to prioritize. Not whether or not you know how important I uh, believe I am because I work at this elite company that was my dream job. Give me a fucking break. And so when I see people talking about my dream job, my dream job is to work at blah, blah, blah. I hope a lot of Gen Z especially those who graduated in the past three years, are revisiting this construct of dream job if it was related and tied to some tech company, some fang company. Look at the way they've treated people. Are you really going to still say that that is your dream to work at a company like that? Because if so, I'm going to be questioning your fucking values. I'm going to question your fucking values and decide, "Mm, is that someone that I want to actually have anything to do with? Because it's not my dream to work for organizations that treat people like shit. It's not my dream to work at organizations that are going to sweep under the rug discrimination, racism, sexism, homophobiaism, transphobia, you name it, ableism. It's not my dream job to work at these type of places. It's not my dream job to work at places that are going to ostracize those who use their voices, who speak up and advocate for themselves and others, who draw questions on the shit that is questionable, who draw questions on the shit that nobody thought to question. It's not my dream job to be a part of shit like that and if your dream job is to be a part of shit like that then I'm really really giving you the bombastic side eye criminal offensive side eye for sure and I'm gonna want you 50 feet away I don't want you near me I don't want to be involved in anything that you're involved in period And I don't feel like it's my responsibility to show you the error of your ways. Like you're a whole ass human adult. If that's what you choose, then that's what you choose. Good, bad, ugly consequences come along with it. Same thing for my choices. And I think that's what makes people fearful to not hold up to these ideas of elite organizations or dream job at these organizations because then you're othered and you're ostracized and you're excluded and you're black sheeped and you're blacklisted because you didn't play along with the bullshit well i have a question for the 180,000 plus people across big tech, small tech, medium-sized tech or non-tech organizations in the past year that have been laying people off how did going along with the bullshit really help you in the end Lastly, to end on, you know, a more balanced note for those who want to hear less, or I won't even say less, on a more balanced note about things from a good and bad and ugly perspective, because we got to get out of these, oh, there's only two options situations, right? What have I loved about working in tech? 
The things that I've loved about working in tech is depending on the type of organization you go into, right, and the organizational behavior, the organizational culture there, you could have a really great amount of autonomy to try shit, fail and succeed. And then once you hit the the sweet spot, like scale that shit to a great magnitude that touches not just the, the city or state or country that you're in, but the whole entire world. That's really fucking cool. To have that that type of impact on the lives of others in a way that you hope is beneficial and, and helpful and positive, right? Um, not in some type of maniacal shit. And then two, what I've loved about working in tech is that it's gotten me to be more inquisitive, not just from a data and analytics standpoint, but from the way that I assess and process information that's shared with me, whether that's about how our company runs or this new technology or this new procedure, this new policy, whatever's being introduced into our world. It's really pushed me to ask more questions and think beyond the surface level of what someone is saying or what is being made available in a more constricted way of information and pushes me to find out more and really know what that shit is about. And then I would say, Other things that I've loved about working in tech is being able to enter into earning six figures earlier in life than I thought I ever would have. Again, I cannot stress enough, as a Black cisgender neurodiverse woman, I am paid far less than my white counterparts, whether they identify as men or women, whether they identify as cis or trans, whether they identify as... LGBTQ plus or not, white and counterparts have always been paid more than me and will always be paid more than me. While I'm on this rock, I don't think that level of equality and justice will be met while I am still drawing breath. I hope that it will for the future generations. I truly do. But I'm not going to sit around and pretend like that is going to happen during my generation. Does that mean I'm going to stop advocating for myself and negotiating for myself and encouraging others who look like me or come from historically excluded communities in our society to advocate for better pay and higher pay? Absolutely not. I'm going to keep asking. <laughs> A closed mouth don't get fed. I'm not finna fucking take what you think I, sh- I deserve especially when you're singing my praises about the 5011 things you think I'm going to come in and should be responsible for doing. When Joe or Billy or Adam or Elon didn't have to do shit to get their higher salary and probably won't do shit in their role while getting their high salary. That's one thing that I have loved about working in tech. It entered me into a higher pay range than sooner than I imagined in life. And that allowed me to start focusing on things like saving more and the way that I use my money and the way that I want to invest my money or the things that I want to purchase that have lifetime value beyond the things that people who normally went without in their childhood and development years immediately jump to like a car, or some fucking jewelry, a certain brand clothes or whatever else that literally you cannot carry the value of through your time on this earth. I've also loved being able to live in different countries while working in tech because there's no right or wrong way to establish like a work structure when working in tech, especially as a marketer. I could live in Indonesia and work in tech. I don't have to live in America. I don't have to live on the East Coast or the West Coast. I can live anywhere. That's what's been great about working in tech before the pandemic and even now from my perspective in the pandemic. 
as more remote work is considered and appreciated. And then the last thing I'd say about like what I've loved working in tech is the people that I've gotten introduced to because I work in tech. And I say that and mean both the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because the more you are exposed to things, the more knowledge you obtain and the more likely if you embrace it, right? If you shun it, if you ignore it, if you dismiss it, if you try to shut it down, no, you're going to regress or remain stagnant. But if you embrace it in the sense of how can I learn from this and what will I need to look for if I see this repeated in the future? Like that's that's development. So yes, working with racist, sexist, bro-y startup people and the multitude of startups that I've been a part of was something that helped me. It helped me be able to identify that type of behavior from jump in the interviewing stage, before the interviewing stage, when vetting those companies and considering them. It helped me. It helped me be able to identify when someone's trying to gaslight the fuck out of me at work because they're a racist and sexist person trying to get me to believe that I am less than or I am a horrible person or I am whatever they're trying to claim I am when really it's all to deflect or in most cases project so that you don't have to call out who they are the emperor with no fucking clothes on and then for the good there's been some awesome people that I've met while working in tech either tangentially or directly and I learned from them I learned how to be a better manager a better leader when I'm in leadership roles from some people I've learned how best to collaborate on truly the real word of collaboration not just this filler fucking word that gets thrown out by most people who don't even fucking know collaboration from their left hand or right hand but how to really collaborate on some tough projects or big things that require multiple stakeholders to be involved. And then just laughs with funny ass fucking people who know how to have a sense of humor or express their sense of humor without putting other people down because those other people don't look like them because those other people aren't cis hetero white men or white and. So those are the things that I've loved about working in tech and maybe those things will continue to exist in some fashion, but I guess the best question for myself thinking about tech going forward is, do I really want to be a part of this? Do I really want to spend any more of my brilliance, any more of my time, any more of my energy in this space? And that's a question I think everyone who has or is working in tech should consider but also the people who are just I really want to get in I'm trying to get in and you got shit tons of influencers on Instagram and TikTok and wherever else telling you as career influencers or finance money influencers yeah get that six-figure job is it gonna be worth it because tech ain't all it's cracked up to be